Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code TYPE1, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. Now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media, this is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have... Misfit athlete slash CrossFit athlete, Paige Semenza. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. So um, we do have kind of a mutual friend in common. Okay. So um, Kelly Wild is actually a fellow diabetic of mine. I've had her on the podcast twice and you played college hockey with her as well. Yeah. Small so, world, right? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So <laughs> um, since you kind of know, know who Kelly is and stuff like that. So what was your, you know, kind of idea with with diabetes and then like you know seeing kelly go through it and like you know what what are your you know what is your what do you know about a diabetes pretty much so um you know when you're a kid growing up and you are very naive to nutrition and food and diet and all that you know you kind of grow up and you hear the stereotype of a diabetic being this you know pretty overweight person, doesn't do much working out, um, is drinking diet soda and, you know, limiting sugar intake and all that kind of stuff. Um, in which, you know, some of it may be true, but then you have someone like Kelly Wild, who is so far from a, a stereotype, I guess you want to say. Um, and honestly, I didn't know much about it. I didn't even know much as a freshman until like kind of getting to know some of your teammates. Um, and I just remember her having to get up at random hours of the night and having to check her blood level, her, her sugar levels and having to eat something. And a lot of times she, you know, get annoyed about it. Cause you know, it, it throws off your routine and things like that. But Kelly Wild was always one of the hardest workers on the team and one of the grittiest players on our team um and kind of a role model for me when I was young like I was a year behind her being a freshman and I just always aspired to work that hard and um I think because of that we always had this mutual respect in college and then you know kind of coming out of college and our our paths crossed again with CrossFit and we ended up being on the same team uh, she, her and her boyfriend at the time recruited me to, to move to Minnesota and live with her for a year and her family. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Um, and again, she's still, you know, 
checking her levels and eating when she needs to and and you know doing what she has to do with her body to to make sure that she's at an optimal optimal level to perform but also for to live you know like it it is interesting to see um you know kind of what you have to go through with that and it it makes you appreciate how much more just how hard they work and the level of competition that she's gotten to um, and the level of, of success she's had and to see her transition again into another sport is pretty awesome. Yeah. And she's, and, she's number one in her weight class right now for yeah. weightlifting, which is insane. Yeah, I so. know. Um, I think for her, and I know she dealt with a lot of injuries at the time too, when we were in CrossFit. Um, but I think it was a great transition for her to go to just weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and it's really awesome to see her kind of using her story and her background and um, her life experiences and see her be able to share that through social media um, and, you know, just be inspiring in that way. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, I know those like middle of the night, you got to eat something like there's been times that like, I make a peanut butter sandwich and just lie in bed and just try to like <laughs> pretend I'm still sleepy, but yet I'm trying to eat everything, eat the right. sandwiches I, I, to kind of <laughs> just get the sugars up. <laughs> yeah. And especially, you know, when you're a college kid too, like Kelly was in a ton of you know, heavy, hard classes, um, with whatever major she was in. So like, you know, you're studying, you're trying to play a division one sport, you're trying to manage your time. And yet you still have to get up at 3am and try to get something in because you need to. Yeah, you know? exactly. so, so very cool. Yeah. So, so don't be mad at me. I am a Michigan fan. <sighs> That's fine. You can be a Michigan fan. Just be an Ohio State women's ice hockey team okay, fan. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll take that's that under consideration. Yeah, that's fine. All right. I, I guess right. I can do that. I mean, I, I don't know if my Michigan guard be revoked if I ever said that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have a girls' team, so I oh, feel like matter. that's okay. Fair. That's that's fine. Yeah. yeah okay. There you go. Cool. All right. What so, made you like Michigan? Um, you know, funny story. So I'm originally from Massachusetts, and you can kind of tell by the accent a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, um, I was, I was getting a haircut at a barbershop and like, I rode my bike there. It was like this like local town barbershop. And so I'm getting my haircut and obviously I see a football, a college football game in the background. And I'm like, and I was like really into football at the time. And so I kept on like looking around to the, so the barber turned the chair over. So it was Michigan versus Ohio state. And that was, and that was when Desmond Howard did like the Heisman pose in, in the end zone. <laughs> and so I yeah. was so once, once I saw that, like in, in Massachusetts, we have like BC, but they, and they, we have BU for a little while too, but they weren't the mm -hmm. greatest, but like, they're really good. We're really good at hockey and they're, we're, yeah. made, we're mainly a, a professional sports team. And so I didn't have a college team to, you know, latch onto. And so lo and behold, Michigan came around and I'm like, okay, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> That's so. fair. All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, it, and then like, uh, I honestly don't follow football. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I believe they did. So, <laughs> all right. yeah, but, uh, but anyway, so, um, before you talk about like playing hockey and stuff like that, what, what was your upbringing growing up? Um, I was your like true diehard tomboy of a kid. Um, I played all different types of sports. My parents, um, let me have the freedom to, to, you know, kind of choose what I wanted to do and never really pushed me towards anything. And it kind of just naturally happened. Um, but I was always 
out in the backyard with my cousins, playing a sport, playing something. <clears throat> we were never really inside doing anything. So um, I've always been super active since I was a kid. And then uh, I started focusing more on ice hockey in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, getting into high school, uh, you know, the, the talks of a, a prep school come around and things like that. And living in Northeastern Pennsylvania, there's not a whole lot around us. Um, I would say within like a five hour drive, that's where you found everything, the hockey and all that. So um, I went to a, a tournament in Canada where a coach recruited me for a school called the North American Hockey Academy. And it was a all girls school in Vermont. We essentially lived in an old ski lodge and we went to school out in the back in like cubicles in little office spaces. So um, the school at the time I went full time, but most kids, most girls would transition from their school um, into this school for about five months of the year and then transition back to their regular school back home. Mm. Um, But I went there full time for my three years. So I was just at North American Hockey Academy. Um, Yeah. And then that got me, you know, that got me seen by a lot of coaches. And I had a couple of schools in mind, but Ohio State just really kind of stuck. And then I decided to commit there and never look back. Yeah. So obviously you said like Ohio State really like stuck out to you. Like what was the like the ooh ah factor for like Ohio State? I've been there. So I kind of. Yeah. seeing like what it's all about. It's, it's huge. So yeah. like, what, what was the ooh factor for you? Um, the city is, or the campus is pretty much a city in itself. Like it's yeah. a city within a city. Right. Um, but <clears throat> when you go for your official visit, they take you to a football game. They take you to, to see the hockey team and to, to visit the, everybody to see, you know, what kind of gear you're going to get all the, all the, you know, spectacle things. Um, but I just really loved that. I got along with the coach. Well, I felt like I connected with the players and it was a good school. Like you can find almost any degree there and, you know, be happy about it. And once I got there and, you know, get into the the routine of, you know, playing a sport in college and time management and classes and getting everything in, um, there's so much more to do outside of it too. So like there was never a dull moment living out there. I even lived out there for about a year and a half after I graduated. So I just, I loved it. I, I still love the city. I love Columbus. Yeah. Very cool. So you did the whole hockey thing for like the whole four years. And mm-hmm. so like, obviously, you know, it was all go, 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 go pretty much. And so like typically, cause I, I played college sports too. So, um, with me, after I left, I kind of felt like there was, you know, I was missing something. So did you feel like that? And that's how you yep. kind of got into CrossFit? Yeah. So I actually, it felt like there was a void mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure. Like after college, like you said, it's constantly, you are constantly managing your time because you have to get from one place to the next. And if you've ever walked on Ohio State's campus, you realize that like, getting from one place to the other could be a 45 minute walk and you have no other choice, but to walk. Yeah. So you are, you know, running across campus, but, um, being so into that 
that little bubble of what you're doing with sport and classes and managing all of it. And then to have the freedom afterwards of like, wow, I don't have to rush to go to class because mm -hmm. I still had uh, one <clears throat> semester afterwards to graduate um, where I wasn't playing. And it was actually my worst, my worst semester because I had too much free time and I didn't know how to, to cope with it and how to manage it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely was a little depressed afterwards. There were a couple, there was a, a little, you know, maybe a year or so where I really did not know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. And I was running a lot and then I stopped doing anything. So, um, I went from being this 125 pound college hockey player to, you know, my weight going up and fluctuating and going down and just not knowing, you know, just hitting a roller coaster of a, of a time. And I eventually got into powerlifting from a friend of mine who I met in college and he was big into the USA powerlifting league. So I started powerlifting and then that really kind of gave me some structure again. And then from there, I ended up moving home from Ohio and had a friend bring me to CrossFit for the first time. And from there, it was just, you know, e easy enough to, to fall in love with the sport, especially when you're coming from something that's so competitive. Mm -hmm. So it really filled a void for me that I really needed. So, yeah. yeah. So with the powerlifting, how long did that last before you got into CrossFit? Uh, probably a year and a half or so. I, I didn't do it for too long. I, I did it for a good amount of time to like build a really strong base. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, going from a fast paced sport to just powerlifting and just focusing on three main lifts. Like I, I, it got very dull very quickly for me, um, because I love the excitement and the adrenaline. Yeah. Um, so I started doing some CrossFit while I was powerlifting. And then it just kind of, you know, meshed into just being CrossFit. So, but it has given me a solid background with lifts and things like that. So I definitely, you know, don't regret it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a huge, I mean, from powerlifting to CrossFit, I mean, learning how to squat properly, deadlift properly and like bracing, even bench pressing too, like all yeah. those, all those, like, you know, movements will actually help out in the long run in CrossFit, because obviously you see those like you know, some people that do like the scared cat when they do deadlifts, you know, arch the back. And it's just like, how are you, how is your vertebrae not breaking? <laughs> right. <laughs> or right. Even like, or even like back squatting when they go down and they lift their butt up first instead of their mm -hmm. shoulders. And it's just like, it's you're, how, how are you doing this? Like, yeah. it, you know, and that's like a huge, I think it's a huge advancement, uh, yeah. you, know, I, you know, compared to like a newbie CrossFitter that just started and has no idea of like nothing. Yeah, that's very true. And I think that in combination with ice hockey, like it's a sport where you are sprinting for 45 seconds and you're getting off and you're, you're resting. So the explosiveness and having the fast switch muscle, muscle fibers, you know, kind of firing on all cylinders in addition to powerlifting has only, you know, benefited me more than, you know, someone who's just powerlifting. So yeah. Um, I definitely look forward to any type of strength event that pops up. Uh, it's the gymnastics that will forever be a work in progress. Yep. Same, same here. I'm six, six. So that's all it's, it's oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Handstand pushups must take forever. 
Yeah, I, uh, I've told this story before, but I, <clears throat> this gym I used to go to on Saturdays, uh, they had this like 18 year old, 18 year old kid that was, that was like doing cross country. And like, he was, he was good. He was like fast. And so <clears throat> me being in like, like later in my thirties, I'm like, I'm going to smoke this kid. I, I got him. I got him. And like, we, we did a, I always recorded my workouts just to see like how I can improve and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a pull-up workout. And so I did a couple pull-ups, took a breather and I'm like, Hey, where are you at? And he's like, Oh, I'm like, he was like double to four where I was. And I was like, <laughs> how is that possible? Are you like counting them? And then I looked at the video, like every one rep I did, it was two of his. And yep. I was like, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. But then, so like, he can't help either. Yeah. But with the heavy barbell stuff, I like, I got them every time, but still it's just like, you know, how I'm like, always try to find ways to, you know, move quicker, even though I have yeah. like these long, unless limbs. you put your, your hands all the way out here. Yeah. You really kind of shorten that range of motion. Yeah. But that, that's still, that's like, that would hurt so bad. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what sport did you play in college? So I, I played actually, I, I played at a small D3 school. Um, I played lacrosse four years of the whole, nice. the whole time. Um, I played basketball one year that was mainly okay. for getting in season for lacrosse. And then I played football two years and, nice. um, I, I had to stop my sophomore year of football because I got too many concussions. And so okay. it was, it wasn't worth it. That's I'm like, I, I'm playing D3 football. It's like, not like I'm going to go anywhere. So I'm like, this is not, <laughs> not worth it. And yeah. then I get stuck with lacrosse and, you know, I've been playing for 23 years right now, roughly. Oh, wow. So do you yeah. still play? Yeah, I play, I play in an nice. old man's lacrosse league. So hey. um, we call those have, beer leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's funny because <laughs> um. I've, I've been, it's like 35 and older. And there's like some people that have just started playing lacrosse because they just wanted to do something. Yeah. And here's me like trying to coach them and like, you know, yell, like yell at them in a good way. Not like in a yeah. bad way. Like, Hey, two hands, the stick, or just like something like that. And like, I got to the point, like one guy comes up to me and says, Hey, you know, um, we really do appreciate you kind of like coaching us a little bit, but like, just remember like some of us have only been here for like a year and I'm like, <laughs> Okay. All right. Hard to I'll, put I'll, that, reel it back in. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll take it easy, but it's, I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, I took a, I took a this year off just to kind of work on a couple of things, but you know, I, I, I've coached for like seven years. I'd love to get coaching nice. again, but it's just like time and kids, you know, yeah, sure. family, so. how many kids do you have? So I have a two, I have two, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, the oldest one's okay. a boy and the youngest one's a girl. Nice. So yeah, I'm sure that is a handful. Yeah. And uh, my son's actually born on International Star Wars Day. Oh, so does he love Star Wars? Oh, my God. Yeah. Loves like (laughs) so like I'm I'm a closet nerd pretty much. So I love like collecting comic books. I love like the Marvel thing. I love like Star Wars, like sci-fi stuff. And like I kind of roped him into that. But like I'm I don't there's no pressure Mm -hmm. on like him. Like like, he can like wherever he wants. But I don't want to love what you love. Yeah, of course. He's like, yeah, idolizes me. So like his whole room's like decked out in Star Wars gear. He's got like Marvel oh, toys great. and all that stuff. So, and now my daughter is like starting to like the Marvel stuff, like watching uh-huh. TV that like, you know, my son's watching. And it's oh, funny, like we, we have pull-ups for her. So when she goes to bed, like she doesn't like wet the bed. And so my wife's like, oh, do you want the Barbie ones or Spider? Like wh- which ones do you want? And she points to like the Spider-Man pull-ups. My She's kind like, of girl. I want Spider-Man. And, and I'm <laughs> like, she loves rainbows and unicorns, but it's like, she like all about Spider-Man right now. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I can hang with you on the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars stuff that that's past me. Yeah. Like not saw- a huge, not huge on the knowledge with Star Wars. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I kind of, 
consider myself a noob too. Like I like watching the movies. I like watching the TV series. Yeah. It's just like seeing like like there's YouTube videos of like Easter eggs or like how they like delve deep. I'm like, I don't remember the names. I don't care. Just like, just show, <laughs> show me some action. That's it. Right. So, and, it's, yep. it's, and then like, I see everyone like losing their mind of like, oh, this is a planet this and planet that. And it's like this character, this. And I'm like, Yankee yeah, I'm like, is that the blue guy or the green guy? Like, which, which, which one? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so after you finished powerlifting, you started doing CrossFit. So when did you realize that, you know, hey, I'm getting like really good at the sport and this could probably like lead into something? Honestly, uh, my second year doing the Open. So my first year doing the Open was 2015 and it was just kind of a, like a, I didn't put in a score for one, one weekend and it was just kind of a shit show. Um, but then my second year was a consistent five weeks of the open workouts and this was 2016. So I was part of the mid Atlantic regional mm -hmm. and I was 29th, 29th. Yeah. I finished 29th and that year, whatever happened, um, like everything went through the process for inviting the top 20 went through. And then a couple weeks later, I get this email and it says you've qualified. And I was like, like I was blown away. Cause I, I had no expectation of this happening, but whatever, you know, fate happened, nine other girls decided either not to go or got invalidated. And I got my chance to compete. So there were actually two, two of us that 29th and 30th that ended up going and taking the 19th and 20th spot. So that year I went in well in the, you know, back of the pack and came out in the middle of the pack. So I ended 14th at regionals that year. And then the following year was the year that Kelly invited me out to Timberwolf. Mm -hmm. And I knew going team would only benefit me if I eventually wanted to go individual, which I knew I did. Um, so I said, okay, a year out there, I really had nothing back home kind of holding me back as far as work or, um, my family has been super supportive of it. So I lived with Kelly and her family for the year in Minnesota. And then we qualified that year for the games at the central regional. And that was the last year it was a team of six. So it was kind of cool to, yeah, it was kind of cool to still experience like the original format of an affiliate team, because, um, at the time there were actually three of us that moved to Minnesota to be on Timberwolf. And there's one guy, two of the guys actually stayed out there and they, you know, kind of built their life out there now, which is really cool to think about. Um, but uh, the owner of the gym at the time, Tony Cohen's was the team captain and was on the team. And he really just, you know, gave us a great um, kind of work balance while we were out there and kind mm -hmm. of, you know, made it possible for us to want to build a life out there. Um, I have some best friends that still, that I still talk to um, and keep in touch with, which is awesome. And anytime we go out there, or we go to a competition, there's always some people from Timberwolf. So it's cool to, to keep the connection alive. Um, and it's all because of the kind of community that Tony built out there, which I think is really neat. Um, so yeah, but that year we went and we competed in Madison for the first time and we finished eighth, which was also, you know, that's really cool at the time you're upset. Cause it's eighth, but you look back on it and you're like, 
that's pretty fucking cool that you were eighth place Mm -hmm. on a team um so and then i moved back home about a couple weeks after that and drove everything in a u-haul back and decided (laughs) yeah that, that was a trip my mom actually i packed my car in minnesota And I drove and we have to pass pretty much through Chicago. So I stopped. My mom flew to Chicago the same day and I picked her up six hours later and then she drove home with me. So we, yeah, that was, that was something. I don't know how we do half the trips that we do when we, you know, look back on it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hours in that car. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I, I did a trip from Massachusetts to Columbus and back. Yeah. That was like a, that was like That's 12, like hours. 12 hours. Yeah. It's like seven from here. That's a lot. Yeah. So I was, it was, it was rough, but, um, yeah. but anyway, so when, when you went to team, when you went to team made it to the games. So were you, when you walked in into Madison, we were like, like completely like awestruck of like, Oh wait, this person's here. You know, this person's here. Oh my gosh, we're facing this person. You know, what, what was, yeah. what was your environment for the first time going to the games? Uh, intimidating. It's in, uh, three of uh, three of our teammates had been there before Kelly, uh, Andrea at the time and Tony had all been to the games a couple of times. So, but three of us were new on the team and, you know, you have your teammates kind of bounce off, off of, and, you know, you lean on them for the experience that they have, but at the same time, like you still have to go out and perform and do well. Um, so it was definitely intimidating, but you know, I'm there for the experience as well. And competing definitely, you know, and wanting to win and do as best as we could. And being in a team sport my whole life, like I always wanted to show up for my teammates. So always just made that a priority that it was more for the team and not for me. Um, But I remember the first day we went to check in and Katrin was actually sitting outside on a like kind of on the curb or whatever. And I was like, Andrea, let's go get a picture. (laughs) Like I had never seen her before. And at the time, like, you know, she had just won the games two years in a row. I was like, let's go get a picture. And we were like, so that's actually one of the first CrossFit like games athletes that I've really met, which is funny. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different field when you get out there than it is at regionals, you know, it's, not just the select few teams that are good. They are all good. Mm-hmm. So it's the same yeah. as individual too. Yeah. So, so speaking of individual, so um, I know you've, you played team sports pretty much your whole life. Like what was the desire to go individual? I just, it kind of came naturally, you know, I, um, I enjoy the pressure of competing and I've, I've always loved like in college, Um, In ice hockey, when a player gets a penalty and you're on a penalty kill, um, I always loved being out there and having the pressure of, okay, it's five on four, you're the four, don't get scored on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I I love the pressure of high situation or the, yeah, like high pressure situations. And I've just kind of always thrived in those. So knowing that I was progressing so well in the sport from 2016 through 2017, Um, I always knew from 2016 that I wanted to go individually and give it a shot. And 2018 happened to just be that year that it happened and, you know, the stars aligned and I worked for it and I earned it, but, um, you know, I, 
I wasn't expecting it. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that so, was really an awesome, awesome experience. Very cool. So, so when you started going individual, like, were you like reaching out to different teams, like different like camps or whatnot? Like how did, how did, how did Misfit pretty much like get involved, like reach out yeah. to you? So, like, connect with you. So the owner of our gym, I go to a gym called CrossFit Vertex and our owner, uh, her name is Kalina and she's a co-owner with another uh, woman at the gym, Tara. And she was doing my programming from 2016. So when I qualified in 2016 and I had no idea what I was doing, she's like, okay, I, I've done this for a master's athlete. Let's, why don't I program for you on the side? So she was giving me my own stuff um, outside of her doing all the class programming that she does. does. Um, and then I did that also through Timberwolf. So while I was there, I was still following my own stuff and then doing some team workouts whenever we got together. Um, and then, you know, the gym started growing and things started, you know, getting bigger and bigger. So she took a step back from programming for me and I was like, okay what should I do from here? Cause I knew I wanted to compete. I knew I wanted to go to regionals again. So my brother had mentioned, why don't you try misfit? Like I years back when I first started, my brother was doing misfit. Um, and he probably doesn't even remember that we had that conversation, but I just started following the blog because it was a free blog and yep. people yep. were posting their scores. And <clears throat> I always shied away from actually writing my scores down, but I was still following the blog and still jumping in class workouts from time to time. But then I knew when I was going, once I qualified through the open for regionals, I told my parents that I wanted to get set up with a remote coach. And from there, I had a, a phone call with Gabe Garcia. I don't know if you've met Gabe at all. No, I haven't um, yet, but I, I, I always like hear him on podcasts. He's sounds, he sounds awesome. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is a, um, He's a dad of two and he, you can tell he is a dad of two, uh, two <laughs> boys, two young boys, but, uh, it was, we had a, a phone call and, you know, I'm sure as a coach on the other end of it, you hear so many athletes say they want to go to the games and they want to qualify. And I had said that, and I'm not sure either of us were ready for what was to come from it. Mm -hmm. So that was right after the open had the phone call. And then we went all through regionals prep. And at the time I was dealing with some injuries and things like that, that we had to really work around. And that was kind of part of the, the doubt of qualifying, but we were, I think the last or the second to last weekend. So there was some time to kind of practice the workouts for regionals and you know, lo and behold, Linda pops up and I couldn't ask for a better powerlifting event yep. <laughs> um, than bench press, deadlift and, and uh, squat cleans. Um, and just, you know, putting in the time to, to practice the workouts and making sure that I went to regionals as prepared as I could uh, was huge. So most of my workouts there kind of came down to sprinting to the finish line. And had I not sprint to the finish line there are workout like I probably wouldn't have I've gotten the points that I needed um so it's all about just start to finish you know finishing each event is what it came down to yeah um but at the time too like at regionals Gabe wasn't there so it was mostly like talking through phone calls but I still have a great relationship with our owner here Kalina so she came to regionals as my coach with me um 
And pretty much, you know, we were just laughing and joking the entire time in the back and in the warm up area. And that just kept me so level headed for when I went out to compete. It was just what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know any of the misfits at the time. I didn't know Drew. I didn't know China. China was a misfit at the time or Kenzie. Kenzie and I were competing against each other. Um, Ted, I didn't know any of them. And then, you know, you qualify and they, they realize that you're following misfit this whole time. And they're like, holy shit, who's this kid? You know, <laughs> so yeah. just kind of cool to, to have them all there as well. Aside from Gabe, I wish he could have been there for that. Um, but it's cool to, for them to witness that too, and see that, you know, the proof is in the pudding of their programming, if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to the Linda workout. So I remember hearing some people with the Linda workout that they had a, they had a judge pretty much looking at their butt the whole time to see if their butt would go up from the bench. Now, while you're doing the workout, I know you're probably just concentrating on the bench press, but like, did you feel kind of awkward of like someone like staring at you down there at all? Or no, I, I didn't. Um, honestly, like you get so enveloped in what you're doing that like, I was more so focusing on like, okay, this is, I'm on the sevens. Can I finally go unbroken on my bench press or do I have to break the setup again? Cause I don't (laughs) want to have to re-rack it. Yeah. Um, no, I actually had, it's funny too, because I always try to, you know, you shake hands with the judges and, you know, you, you want to be as respectful as you can as, as an athlete. Um, cause they're there on their own time, really. Oh yeah. That's I mean, they're doing um, it for free. Yeah. But there are a couple of judges that like, I'll still see them around in the sport or, um, you know, I'm friends with them on Instagram and it's because you were a good person when you were competing and you kind of had a, a little bit of a connection with them. Yep. Uh, and there's a couple of judges and the judge during Linda, his name is Greg. Greg Hodges. And I'll never forget him because he was my judge actually on the bench press and, um, you know, just super level kind of guy kept it even keel and was just fair. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have any issues with that. I honestly wasn't even thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you. So, um, in, in 2018, you, you went to the games, like you said, um, as an individual. So, uh, obviously being a team, you actually have like people on your side and like, you're actually you're, like working hand in hand just to, to get better. But being an individual is a complete, a whole completely complete beast kind of like going yeah. teams. So like, what did you learn anything from teams going into individual or is it pretty much just like, okay, done with that. And this is something completely new. Yeah. I, there's definitely a lot of um, shift in your attention with, you know, regards to pacing in a workout and, and, um, you know, strategizing things, because when you're on a team, like it's that work, rest, work, rest, where when it's individual, it's work, work, work. And you don't, you know, you don't find those, those times to rest really. Um, but I think being on a team has really taught me to push past my own limits. Mm-hmm. Um, cause <clears throat> when you're doing, you know, 40 burpees over, a worm and you got to be synchro on them. Like you don't want to be the last one that's dragging being the pace setter for everybody. So you are constantly learning to push your pace uh, more than you think you can. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely benefited me overall and being around good athletes, just, 
you know, you're going to get better no matter what the programming is. So, um, but yeah, being in, in an individual sport now is like you said, it's a whole different beast. Um, and the stress is different because it's solely on you and it's not on a team and you're not doing it because you're helping the team, you're doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and having to constantly remind yourself of that, especially as someone who, you know, I, I don't particularly say that I'm a selfish person. So, but having to remind yourself that like, it is you that you have to focus on. It's, it's, it's on you. And that's, that's it. Um, you still have a team around you that's helping you and supporting you. But at the end of the day, like you're putting in the work. So, yeah. yeah. And you have to like recover and like do all this stuff and like, you know, having your parents there and like your coaches are like, can they can only do so much because obviously they have other athletes they have to worry about too as well. So it's kind of like you have to rely on your pretty much you rely on your parents or whoever else is like at the games with you to kind of help out and like, just be like, Hey, just, just throw me something over the fence. So you can't go in the coaches, like, you know, the athletes area, just throw me something. So. Right. Yeah. And I, I work with the nutrition coach right now uh, with tactic nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so she has given me a ton of guidance, uh, we were at, I was at Wadapalooza this year and just, you know, knowing how much to actually eat, what to eat, when to eat. Um, I actually learned a lot and I had worked with nutrition coaches in the past and just wasn't given the information that I was given this time around. And I noticed a significant difference in my performance by solely focusing on, you know, her suggestions. So mm-hmm. um, that has been a huge help this year as well. So yeah. So with speaking of Wadapalooza, I, I, that was one of my bucket lists to, to go down there this year. Cause like, I've always wanted to go, it was like the 10th year. And, yeah. and obviously, I mean, I, I watched like the misfit, you know, vlogs and everything you were on it with like, so what was one of your favorite events? Oof. <clears throat> so let's see, honestly, this Wadapalooza was like the first event in about a year that I was on the competition floor with anyone. Yeah. So I went to the fittest experience down in Texas last January. Um, that was right kind of when COVID restrictions were like easing up. It was Texas. Nobody really cared down there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was the first one. And there were a few top athletes there. There was Danielle Brandon, Andrea Nistler was there. Um, a, a local girl, uh, Samantha was there, Samantha Pugh and like Christine Cole and Brander. Those were in the top five. Um, so the level of competition was pretty good there, but then you get to Wadapalooza and it's essentially like another CrossFit games Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's not the top five that are good. It's the top 40 and they're all there. Um, so it was a humbling experience. The very first event was probably one of the hardest events I had ever done. It was the, the three minutes on one minute off with the, the heavy jump rope, the weighted GHDs and the, the flip, the flip sled. And maybe it was because it was my first event in a year being on the floor and it was the heat. Um, it was whatever it was, the combination was horrendous. And I took so long to recover after that workout. Um, so I definitely won't forget it. And I definitely (laughs) won't forget that I need to work on heavy handle weighted jump rope, not just like a heavy rope jump rope. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think my favorite event was probably the Bayside Chipper because I did so well, you know, that's part of it. 
I did so well on that one. That was the one with the box jump overs, the burpee box jump overs, the, the rope climbs and the deadlifts. Um, but I just, I remember testing it out. I'm just, it was just fun. Like it was just a fun workout to run through. Um, and I also really liked the, it was the handstand push up overhead squat yep. and then five rounds. And then, so it was the celebrate 10 workout and then five rounds of the overhead squat and the ring muscle up. Um, uh, I didn't finish that workout and I didn't pace it well, but <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And I thought it was super challenging. And those two events were actually like, I was head to head with one other girl, like the entire time. And it just came down to like one or two reps. That was the difference maker. Um, yeah. she ended up beating me on both, but <laughs> those, those are kind of, you know, those learning experiences that, you know, just kind of fuel the fire a little bit more. Yeah. So while, while you were out, uh, like, like pretty much you had a whole year of just like not doing any competitions. Did you ever go up to like Portland to kind of train with the other athletes there or like kind of to try I, to get some competition experience at all? Like not competition, but at least yeah. like, like kind of like tr- kind of training. <laughs> that? Yeah. So last year I actually went up, which weekend was it? It was the weekend before. So the two misfits, Caroline and Austin, we're prepping for granite games. And it was the weekend before that, that I went up there and just kind of, you know, gave Caroline a little bit of support and some push and some motivation and, you know, just to get a nice little weekend in with them. Um, that, I think that was the only time I went up last year. It's hard to remember like with, you know, like 2020 and COVID, like what you did. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, but it was, it was a great weekend then. And that was the year, you know, last year, Caroline qualified. So, you know, the, the stars aligned there and it's just, you know, they're good people to be around. They're fun to work out with. I'll be up there with, in the misfit camp in a couple of weeks with them. So, um, yeah, that, that was really the only time. And then, you know, you sprinkle in, you know, like a, a day here or there, um, a friend of mine, Bailey, she owns Stroud CrossFit. Mm-hmm. which is about a 45 minute drive. So I've been down there a few times, um, but not really. I, I typically train by myself a lot. Um, my boyfriend, Ben, he trains with me a lot now too. When he has the time, he works a, a full-time job, you know, like in an office space. So our weekends, we spend a lot of time in the gym and it's great because he loves it too. And um, it's one thing that we have in common that we always value. So it's, it's never a, a hassle for us or gets in the way of anything, which is nice. Yeah. Very cool. So how, how did you guys meet? Let me guess. Let, I mean, you guys met at a CrossFit gym. <laughs> of course we did. Yeah. Um, actually small world. So COVID hit and Ben was coaching at Scott Panchik's gym. He was actually the manager at CrossFit mentality. And when COVID hit, you know, the kind of the, the, the risk of being in a gym and not knowing what's going to happen and, um, wanting to solidify like a a more stable job kind of happened for him. And he ended up moving from, uh, Cleveland to Pennsylvania to Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and he got a job with PNG. So with Procter and Gamble, Mm -hmm. um, he was, he had an engineering position there. So that brought him to the area And then he, you know, just kind of wandered into CrossFit Vertex and we met at our community kickball game. And that was really the only time I ever saw him because his job had him, you know, working so many hours, but, uh, yeah, we met at the gym, (laughs) of course. 
I, I was I was thinking you guys met like in like not at like a kickball thing, but like at the gym, and he was like, you know, on the squat rack, like trying to do curls or something like that. And then he saw you, and like, <laughs> could I add a little bit more on there and be like, yeah, check me out. You know, I'll take a video up. next time he does that. I promise. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Very cool. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Obviously, like, you know, you're really busy and all that stuff. So, and how do you spend, how do you able to like spend time with like family, your boyfriend? I know you said just, you guys do the weekends, but like, how do you, you know, create time? Because obviously being a full-time CrossFit athlete is kind of like, is really, you know, tough on, you know, time pretty much. Yeah. Um, so my coaching schedule. So I also coach, uh, at our gym full-time and, I do some remote coaching through Misfit. So um, I try to structure the day so that, you know, when you have a remote job and I'm, I'm sure you might know this or not, but like, it's really easy to just kind of put things off and and not, you know, have a a set schedule time. Yeah. So (laughs) when I'm not, I coach Mondays are kind of a big day for me coaching in the gym, Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays. So Wednesdays I have off, which is kind of a nice, um, kind of that midweek, you know, day to kind of chill out on being on your feet so much. So I do a lot of my computer work on Wednesdays and Thursdays and, um, Wednesdays are also a training day. So I try to get two sessions in because I have much more time. Mm -hmm. Um, and usually on a Wednesday or Thursday, my Thursdays are pretty flexible until the evening as well. Um, and Thursday is typically a, an easier, a lighter day in the gym. So I try to, my family lives about 20 minutes away and I see them pretty often. I always try to visit at least once a week or have my mom and dad come up here for dinner or something like that. Um, but we just find time. I mean, we, it's not that we find time. I make time. So, and I value my family. I value spending time with people that are close to me. So, um, a lot of like my friends in the gym, like on a Saturday, you know, we'll do Saturday partner workout. We'll do training afterwards, but like, we usually always get to together for dinner or like a, an early, you know, a dinner, if you want to call it that a lunch dinner, um, which is usually pretty routine for us. But Ben and I also Ben, my boyfriend, um, we cook dinner together every night. So we always, uh, we always have, that time together. So either, you know, for putting a show on or if we're just talking and catching up, um, that's something that we both have always valued from the start when we first, when I first moved in with him. Um, so that's something that, you know, we try to do as much as we can. And some nights he's cooking, some nights I'm cooking. So we have a pretty good balance with that. Um, and if things start to get in the way, we address it. So if, you know, he's working, more hours and he's coming home late or if I'm, you know, on my computer too much while we're trying to have time together. Um, we, we're just open about it and we, we talk about it. So, um, if it's important to you, you make time, right? So those are the things that we value. Very cool. Very cool. So obviously, you know, you did want, you know, Wadapalooza, you know, the opens like right around the corner, um, so what, what are your goals for the open and then like the next round and then kind of like, you know, the regionals? Yeah. So last year, kind of looking back at it, I feel like I peaked pretty early in quarterfinals. I had a really good 
uh, run through the open and quarterfinals. Um, I finished quarterfinals in 12th in North America, which is pretty high. Uh, and my semifinal, so we got to choose, you know, CrossFit sends out the, the email about, you know, if you had to pick your order of preference. Mm -hmm. So I actually put the Atlas games as my first choice, which was the online one. Yeah. Just with the strategy of like, you know, everyone wants to go be in person because COVID, you know, hit so many that like, I don't know, maybe this is my chance to show that I'm, I'm actually good at online events and I can perform here. Um, just because also the open and quarterfinals went so well as online events, which I'm notoriously not good at online events, um, better in person. Yeah. So I did that. Um, but I really think that I just peaked too early and I, you know, I didn't perform as well as I think I could in semis. And then I made last chance qualifier. And again, a little specialized with the workouts, but I just, you know, I couldn't perform as well as others could. And, um, I did my best and I accepted it. And I told myself that I won't sign up for an online person event again, if I don't have to. Yeah. So, um, this year going into the open, um, not stressing about it, you know, just going in, having fun, and just performing as well as I can and, and leaving it at that and not, you know, overthinking it. And same with quarterfinals. I, I don't want to say, cause anything could happen. I don't want to say I'm guaranteed a spot, but I know if I perform the way I I've been performing that I will be able to qualify for a semifinal. And this year, I just, I really want to peak at the right time and make sure that I'm doing it right. Yeah. Um, so not really putting too much stress on it, but I, you know, you just kind of know when it's time. And I think this might be my last year trying to qualify. So it's my last year trying to go all in and I'm just going to leave it at that and see what happens. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, um, we're getting close to the end. I, kind of, I have one other question, but I kind of want to do a couple other like funny questions. So, um, I, <laughs> I did watch a, a podcast video on you on Misfit Athletics. And so I heard you're a big fan of uh, pit bull puppies. Uh, I am. So, I love my puppy. So why, 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 like out of any of those dogs, why that? Why, like, why that? Um, so my brother brought home this big little meatball, big little. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can see him. Yep, I can see. That's Hammer. So my brother brought him home in 2012, which I was still in college, but anytime I'd come home, he was my best friend. He was my snuggle bug. He was my boy. So, um, and then that, even then I didn't really know like how much of a, a stereotype of pit bull was like the, the stigma of them and how bad they are. And we have this lovable big boy and it just, I don't know. You just kind of stay attracted to that. And you just, you hate how ugly people make them seem and they're not, and they are the friendliest, lovable. Um, you know, they can be trained to be such good dogs. Our, our gym owner has uh, Fraser, which he's like my second dog and he's a, a pit mix. Um, but they're just good boys and they're, they're good dogs and they're just so lovable and they're, they're expressive. And I just, I don't know, I'll always be attached to a pit bull. Yeah. Very cool. 
So um, what are your, obviously like, you know, making it past the open and, you know, quarterfinals and like semifinals in the games this year, but do you have like any other goals this year you kind of want to achieve? In CrossFit or outside of CrossFit? You do both. Um, within CrossFit, I really just want to keep seeing progress. You know, I, and I, call myself old. I know I'm not old, but I'm older in the sport now. You know, you see a lot of younger, so, (laughs) you don't look that old. Um, but I am older in the sport, right? So you have a lot of 22 year olds, 23 year olds coming up. And for me, I just, I want to continue to see progress. Mm. And, um, this last misfit athletic cycle with the back squats, I really didn't think I'd ever PR my back squat again. And yet here I am putting 15, almost 20 pounds on Dang. top of an already heavy back squat. Yeah. Um, so to do that and, you know, you know, get older and you, you still, and that's the, the thing that people love about CrossFit and what makes us love it so much and be so passionate about it is I'm so much fitter from 2016 to now, and I've, only aged, right. I've only gotten older, but I've gotten smarter about what I'm doing. Um, I've learned, you know, nutrition, lifestyle, like all these changes that I've made. And it slowly just has come over time. And I just want to keep seeing those kinds of, you know, those little wins keep happening. Um, I wouldn't really say I have any other huge goal outside of wanting to make the games this year. So, um, but again, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll put the pressure on it, but it's not the end of the world for me either. You know, like I, I love my life outside of the CrossFit games. So, um, that's something that I also, you know, find value in is not beating myself up too much about it. Cause I've definitely done that plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of CrossFit, uh, just, you know, building, building my relationship with Ben and, you know, seeing where that goes. Cause I have a feeling that's not, you know, it's going to stay around for a long time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say anything like too, um, you know, crazy, but like, you know, a, a wedding ring might. You know what? I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I don't know. I don't know, but it might. I'm just yeah. saying there is, a, there is definitely, you know, a chance that could happen. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to let you know. So this, like this year, actually like this last year and this year, this is the most I've ever lifted on being on our program and I'm, and I'm 42. Right? So that's and, awesome. Yeah. And being on Misfit, it's like, it's insane. Like doing all the lifts that I've been doing and it's just like, how, how is this possible? And then like, obviously, like, you know, my endurance was, is okay. You know, it needs, it needs a little bit of improvement, but then like I had COVID like two weeks ago, so it didn't really help, didn't really help out. So I get you, I get you. It's getting better, but like, you know, just trying to find ways to, you know, knock out those workouts and, you know, kill it. So it's, it's take take your medicine. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just like, gosh, like, like the amount of like weight that's gone up throughout the years, it's just like, if you told me like, I was able to do like a split jerk of like 320, it's like, like at 42, you're like, you're, you're out of your mind. Right. So it's insane. So I know I love it. Yeah. Um, and I even love, you know, just our members in the gym. Like we have, um, we have this one woman who first came in and she had a couple surgeries that kind of limit her mobility. And her first burpee was done on a 30 inch box. 
Like she can do the burpee to the box and now she's doing burpees to the ground. And nice. again, she's only getting older. Right. Um, but that is what I love so much about it is like, it's for everybody. And, you know, despite all the negativity about it, like you do it for a long time and you get consistent, you're going to see a lot of good changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but also speaking of misfit, like having done it for a few years and going through the phases and the cycles and all the different, um, kind of, uh, ins and outs of the competition season. Like, I, I feel like I've over time with experience have gotten finally, you know, finding good, a good balance of, you know, when to really kind of up the intensity and the volume and when to bring it down. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot this week and, you know, this week is our retest week. Um, so last week was a primer week, kind of a deload, right? The volume mm-hmm. was down, the, the percentages were down and typically in my cycles, I never have a good retest week. And this week I have been feeling great. And I think a lot of it again, has to do with finding the right balance of not doing too much, but doing enough that it's going to push me to adapt. Um, so that is kind of the, the theme that I want happening into the season is finding those times that it's, it's the time to pick it up and it's the time to slow it down yeah. and just finding a balance. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, this retest week, my quads have been so sore. <laughs> sore. Yep. It's like, I woke up I, today feeling hit by a bus. Oh my gosh. Like I, so I did the work of the wall ball, uh, double under workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Saturday. So, so for the, the listeners out there, they, it was the reps game for wall balls were 25, 20, 15, 10, then goes up back up to 25. You do 30 double unders every set. So the next morning, like I, I felt it during the workout, my quads were like, just, it just blown up. And I'm like, just go with it. Just, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And then, <laughs> and then I, I did the, I did the back squat PR and did more wall balls with the rower and the double. And yeah. The and I, the next morning I looked, I went, was at the stairs. I looked down and I'm like, how am I going to get down from here? <laughs> so I, I like, it was the old, it was like the old person, like shuffle down, like you go sideways, yep. and like walk mm-hmm. down that way. It makes you feel better. And then kind of like try to like do a pigeon stretch or something like that, just to kind of help the, help the soreness. And it was like, nope, not yep. happening. No, yeah, nothing, nothing really helps. Like I I'm ready for a rest day tomorrow. I'm ready to kind of take it easy tomorrow. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, my problem is I actually missed Monday because my daughter was up all night the night before. And so I have to go through Tuesday through Saturday, like straight through. Yikes. So good luck. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, (laughs) um, I, I did forget to mention, I, I heard in the news that the cross, like during the, uh, right before the court, the semifinals, um, they were actually doing two workouts that every semifinal is actually doing. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? I like it. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, cause you can go like granite games last year. Um, all, all the events are different except for the, the ones that were online, but you can go to granite games and get something completely different than what they got at the Mac, right. Mm-hmm. The mid Atlantic CrossFit challenge. And then you also add in, they're dealing with like a heat wave last year in Minnesota, <laughs> which so I thought is wild to even yeah. think about. Um, so I, I like the consistency. I think that's neat. Um, how do I feel about Dave Castro not doing it? I don't know. Yeah. We'll that's see. another story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's funny because, um, 
in college, I went through a ton of coaching changes that, you know, they kind of, it kind of, kind of deters you a little bit from, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to, to manage. And especially as a, a kid in college, you, you don't really, you know, know. Um, but there was a lot that happened in like two or three years in college that, you know, you learn new systems, you have to, to learn to, to get along with a new coach. You got to, you know, see what their coaching style is like. Are you going to fit in with it? Um, but it's kind of been the same thing with CrossFit. And it's like every year there's something different. And um, while I love it and I love the sport, like I, you get sick of how many things have to constantly change. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping, you know, with, with Dave leaving, maybe, you know, it's kind of the final part of that. And, you know, there'll be some consistency to it, but it's kind of, you roll with it and happy about it, mad about it. You can't do anything about it. So yep. you just kind of go with it. Roll with the punches. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so do you have a favorite book that you like to read or like give it out as a gift to somebody? Um, if I had one, it would be Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, great book. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't read it. I listened to it on Audible. Mm -hmm. um, but Ben and I have the book and I want to go through and read it because he has a ton of like little uh, blurbs in blurbs, there, yeah. like notes from his from his past and just his his mindset is is incredible he's just and his voice is great to listen to because he he actually uh reads the book himself for the mm -hmm. audible heard, yeah um i would highly recommend that i think that's a great book very cool yeah i i read that book and then i read matt fraser's book and now i'm on will smith's autobiography okay and so will I, heard the matt, I heard the matt fraser book is good yeah if you ever read it like they he, he has some like nuggets in there for like competitions you're like yeah. oh, snap like i like why didn't i think of that or like you yeah. know <laughs> just stuff like that it's i i bet you like every crossfit athlete's already read it already just kind of mm -hmm. get figure out like what the deal is like yeah wow, we have to get it our ben's brother has it but we'll have to pick one up yeah just steal it from his brother yeah well they live in buffalo oh, okay never mind i then. could still do that though it could yeah. still happen <laughs> What's the, what's the Will Smith one? Um, so it's an autobiography about his life pretty much. And so it talks about like the first, the first chapter, it's, it's all about like how his, how his mom got beaten up, like to punch in the face and knocked out by his dad. And, and like, he was, he watched the whole thing and he's, he like the, the whole thing of like the story is like, he felt like he should have, you know, watched out for his mom, like took, taking care of her. And then he just saw that. And now he has like a bunch of fear going on. And I, I've only gotten to like past that. So I, I finished okay. that chapter and Reese, he's talking about like, what is he talking about now? But like, yeah, it's like, he talks about like, oh yeah, you thought like it was going to be all like hunky dory, like Will Smith, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of theme. Like, you right. know, and like, that's, a a, that's as far as I got. Yeah, it's a little dark at the beginning, but it's, it, I've heard very good things about it. Awesome. I'll have to, I'll have to look into it. Is it on Audible? Yeah, I think so. It, it's a huge okay. book though. It's like 400 pages or something like that. It's, okay. it's, it's thick. Yeah. So. Those are the kind of books that you get for a road trip. And I got one of those coming up. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You're listening to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's long, but it's, it's supposedly I've, I've heard it's pretty good. So. Okay. Cool. Um, very cool. Awesome. So um, um, what, what is in your gym bag? Is there anything like unique in your gym bag that like no one else has? <laughs> um, I would say the funniest, I'll say it's the funniest thing. 
the I have a giant junk brand carabiner. So it's like probably like this big of a carabiner and it has all of my grips on there. And I have, I think six or seven different <laughs> pairs of types of grips. Like they're not even the same ones. So I have like fingerless, I have three hole, they're all victory grips. Um, but I have like their tactical ones, their, their fingerless tactical, their, their regular X2s, their three holes. Um, and then I have one generic brand that I bought from like Dick's sporting goods that mm. I use for ring muscle ups, but like I, I can use them for all different things. Okay. Um, that's probably the weirdest thing or the funniest. I don't really have anything. Um, I keep some body glide in there. I have my airwave mouth guard. I have tape, nothing, nothing weirder. I have okay. a, a, another small carabiner of just hair ties. Cause you never know when you're going to need one. Yeah, I, I know. I, f- I feel your pain. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, what would you tell somebody that's trying to get to like the CrossFit games, like what to expect? It's going to knock you down a lot. Um, and it's going to be how you respond to that as to whether you are going to be a great athlete or you're going to just be a good athlete. Um, so and I've, I've worked with a few athletes like this, um, but you just have to be willing to, to put in the, the time and make it something that you believe in so much that like you, every, you make everyone around you believe it. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's going to knock you down. You're going to go through a ton of peaks and valleys. So just to learn to adapt is probably the biggest thing. Okay. All right. And work cool. your ass off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that, that's a given. So, <laughs> so this one, I'm going to go a little bit deep. So if let's just say, you know, your life was like, you're like the last day on earth and pretty much like, how do you want people to know you as? A good person. Um, in, in CrossFit and competition, I want to be known as, you know, a respected athlete um, that, was I'd rather be more well-known because I was someone who had good sportsmanship than, you know, one, an event here or there, right. Being the greatest of all time would be a little bit different, but I would rather be known as a good person. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really it. I just want to be known as a good person. (laughs) Okay. Very cool. All right. So, uh, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about like Um, or coaching or like pretty much anything? Yeah. Um, and you can reach out to me about anything. I love when people do, uh, my Instagram handle is at page underscore Semenza. Um, you can message me there or, um, I don't want to give out my phone number. I feel no, like that's no, a little too much, no. um, but you can also email me. My email is semenza.25 at gmail.com. So either or Instagram is probably going to be the easiest way. But yeah. Fun, yeah. Funny, funny story about phone, phone numbers. I interviewed somebody and uh, I, I, I messaged him and his phone number was actually on his Instagram page. Oh, Cause you can put yeah. it on, you can put it on there. Yeah. So, okay. and so I was like, Hey, um, you may want to take your phone number off your Instagram page. And he's like, Oh, it's on there. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Do you yeah. want me to text? Do you want me to text you? Because I can just text you right now on my on my phone. <laughs> and he's like, I'll, t- I'll take it off. I'll take it off. And he took it off. And he's like, Gosh, I like I can't imagine like how long that was on there. Right. But and also like all the random like marketing things that you're gonna get being texted to your phone instead of yeah. just like in a a blocked you know DM. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. that would. Yeah, that's that's a good call. At least you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a medical recruiter like full-time. So I'd like text people like all the time. So it's, oh. it's, I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I love the people that like text me and say, stop. I'm like, no, this is not an automated machine. It's a real person <laughs> texting you, but you know, like, good, good try. Okay. But I'm I like, I like reading those, like, you know, memes on um, like on Instagram or whatever. And it's like, it looks like an automated message and like people respond back, like, um, you know, just something completely bizarre instead of like staying confirmed. They're like, I want McDonald's or something like that. (laughs) And there's just random, you know, they're just funny. And then it's like, this is not an automated message. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, listen, I I really enjoyed our conversation and like, I I really do. um, Thank you for the time you've you take in because I know like we've been trying to schedule this thing for a while yeah. and you had COVID, COVID like Wadapalooza and like yeah. you know then your whole family wasn't feeling well and you know <laughs> I, I do appreciate you know you know getting to learn you a little bit get to know you a little bit more and I would love to have you back on later absolutely. on in the year and then kind of like you know shoot the breeze and see how everything's going absolutely and yeah thank you so much for being so flexible with your schedule too um yeah, a lot went on a couple weeks ago. So I just really appreciate that you, you, you know, were flexible and, you know, not, I'm just going to say not a dick about it. You're oh, no, I, I wouldn't. No, I, I understand life happens. I have kids, you know, so it's all, <laughs> I, I understand, but uh, yeah, well, thank you. No, anytime that you want to, you know, get together again on here, you reach out and I'm more than happy to. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.